What is happening? My name is Justin. This is Sports Sales and Coffee, and I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day and allowing me to enter your ear holes through your headphones, through your speakers, where I can visit that brain of yours and tickle that little bastard with a little bit of information, a little bit of knowledge, and some motivation that can hopefully help you out in your life, improve your sales game, and you can implement some of these strategies and topics that I'm talking about and help you bring in some big deals, little deals, any types of deals. I just want you to bring in deals and become the alpha. So thank you so much for listening. This is the 24th episode, and if you really like what you're listening to, leave a rating, leave a comment, smash that subscribe button to wherever you listen to this podcast, and follow me on social media. It's at Sports Sales Coffee on Instagram, at Sports Sales Coffee on Facebook, and at SSC underscore podcast on Twitter. Slide into my DMs, leave a like, follow, whatever you want to do. Let me know if you're listening. Uh, I'll hit you back. I'm not like that hot girl in your high school, uh, I will get back to you. I promise. So without further ado, I don't want to talk too much on the intro because it's a very long podcast this week. It's almost about 45 minutes with the intros, outros. It's probably going to be around almost maybe closer to an hour. This is the longest one I had. I was joined Uh, It's an interview. I was joined by my good buddy, and I actually just met this dude, but I felt like I knew him for a long time, so we had a a hell of a good time making this podcast. I know I did. I was laughing. I thought he brought some great, great knowledge and brought great value, and hopefully there's stuff that we talked about that you can implement into your strategy. Um, Just kind of thinking outside the box and going from there, but uh, I sat down with Joe Lemon. Um, if you don't know him, you should look him up on, uh, he's got his own podcast called sales culture. I listen to it. It's very good. So subscribe to that one as well, but I'm going to stop talking. Uh, I'm going to stop talking on the intro and let let you get to listen to the interview. So without further ado, here is the Joe lemon interview, but my friend, recent friend, but I, I can see your friend, even though we've talked, maybe this is the first time we've, we've been talking Joe lemon, Joe, what's up, man? Justin, thanks so much for having me on the show, man. And you know what? I would say that both of us have been talking because it's something weird that happens when you listen to someone else's podcast. You can kind of gleam and you almost feel like you actually know them already. I mean, so I mean, so 100%, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Long-time friends. <laughs> yeah, think of the same thing. You were one of the, actually the first people when I started the, the Sports Sales and Coffee um, small empire, as I might say it. Not yet, but um, nice. you were one of the first people you know, me just being technology, like inefficient, uh, hit me up. And I was like, wait, Whoa, what is this dude? And I hit it. Listen to it, <laughs> you ask questions. I tried to get back to you. I started listening to your podcast. And I was like, 
you're right. I was kind of nervous when I first started talking to you. Like, man, is this gonna be like that? You know, that weird like first date. Like, what do I say? How do you feel each other out? <laughs> Jumped on the phone. I was like, Nah, man, he's cool. I like it. I feel like I've known this guy. No, no, man. Trust me, man. I'm just a regular dude from Pittsburgh, man. Not fancy I, at all. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Right from Pittsburgh. So, so you you know the cold, like we were talking about earlier. You know the cold a little bit, but but now you're in the West yeah. Coast. So. Totally got soft out here too, though, man. I gotta keep it. It's gonna keep it real. It's like you know, being born and raised. I used to like you know wake up early, man. I was just always a early bird type of dude, like always up fully awake by like six o'clock easy. And I was a personal. I was like a personal trainer for years, so I used to have clients that I had to meet them at five o'clock in the morning. So it would be blazing cold outside, right? I mean, you know, you're talking about teens and twenty degrees and all that, and. And ever since I moved around, so I went from Pittsburgh down to Atlanta, got a little bit softer down there just because it's nice, it's much nicer. <laughs> much nicer. West Coast and powder puff, bro. I mean, it's just <laughs> when it comes to the cold anyway. <laughs> hey, I, I'm not going to say the, the warm weather made you soft, though. I just think it's yeah. it's getting older because I'm getting yeah. older and then I'm getting soft. I used to kind of wake up early. Now it's like I got to, you know. Wipe, you know, wipe my eyes when I get up. The kids are screaming. I'm just like, I need like seven cups of coffee, you know, <laughs> real quick. Like, let's slow it down, and I'll play Legos in a, in a minute. But let me just have one cup, and then you know, let's get going. But I don't think we could get off. You know, you're in the West Coast. I'm on the East Coast. I don't think we could get physically farther apart in the United States. Maine to LA, a couple you know, more. Portland to LA. A couple more like zip codes that we could probably get. I could probably go down to like San Diego. Hit right at the borderline somewhere. <laughs> yeah. But it's but, fun, yeah. man. This but is you're the, right. joy, you're right. the joy of technology is that we're able to, you know, to chat and talk. And uh, it's not like it's, you know, snail mail the whole time. Man, Perfect. and you know what? Talking about technology, too, man. Like, I mean, are you seeing a lot of different things once it comes to, like, being in sales and, like, tech? I see a lot of stuff, but are you seeing some, like, good things out there? I know you've oh, been doing stuff for a long time. Yeah, my, my thing is, is, so I kind of think that I'm a little different. Um, and what I've really found a lot is technology has made it easier to find out who you need to talk to, you know, so I'm in that marketing field, so I'm hitting everyone up. And what I feel mostly is social media. Not many people are using it, um, to actually try to set meetings. I found it very successful for me to send a message through Facebook or through Instagram to a company that I'm pretty successful in getting the marketing person's name and email, maybe even a phone number, and I can reach out directly to them. And that's what I found from like the sales world, just because the person running your social media isn't necessarily that gatekeeper and they're not trained to say, no, don't give them that, you know, don't give them Todd's email. They're like, oh yeah, you want to talk to Todd? Here it is. And you're like, gotcha. <laughs> that's a great point though, man. You know what though? I didn't even think about that because if you try to call in, everybody's been doing it now, so you can still make those actual cold calls. And there's guys that are great at it. Um, I don't feel like I'm one of those guys, <laughs> but, 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 but but like it like definitely works, right? And however, though, but the the person on the other end of the line, whether it's the office manager, the uh, gatekeeper, whoever, right? I mean, man, they're like trained to kind of shut down cold calls. Mm-hmm. But whoever's running those social media campaigns. Man, normally it's either like someone's kid doing it, maybe it's yep. the owner themselves, uh, yep. or maybe it's just like some third-party agency doing it for them, and they'll gladly give away information, right? Yeah, because they, they don't know. They're not trained that way. And I found ever since I heard that, 
I have kind of switched my focus and, and I make less phone calls and, and phone calls are definitely needed. You still need to pound the phones, but I make less phone calls, more time researching and more time reaching out to like, you know, qualified prospects to get in front of them. I actually reached out. So, so, you know, I work for a small minor league baseball team and I actually had a meeting with a company in Germany that's based out of Germany about doing sponsorship here in Portland, Maine. Like, to Same. me, that is insane. I should not be on their radar. But because I use social media, I was able to get a meeting with the guy. We're actually going to meet later this year or early next year. He said no last year, but I was able to get <coughs> to the table. That's half the battle is getting to the table and trying to eat. You know, so how about yourself? Have you used technology maybe in a different way to, to get into, you know, to slide into businesses? Or what have you seen that, have, that technology has helped you with? Man, so you know what? Uh, this is going to be a perfect opportunity to like let a sales guy just talk, and you know, you know how much we like to talk, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> because because honestly, man, I mean, I've been doing a lot of DMs uh, through Instagram, um, and that's been really, really. I mean, that's been working out really, really well. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going like, to be a direct line to business, mm -hmm. but it is. You know, it has definitely been one of those things that has been great for like networking purposes. Yeah. And my whole my whole most recent. Um, experiment that I'm running is through podcasting guesting, right? So I've been um, I've been podcasting now for the past two years, and yep. I mean, I, and, I tell and, you, and, and through uh, through sales culture too. So if you haven't subscribed, definitely subscribe to sales culture, and you can find that everywhere, right? Appreciate that, brother. Absolutely, man. So yeah, I mean, I got uh, I got well, it's kind of funny. I got like sales culture, where obviously I'm talking about sales and business, and yep. then I have one called the Real Value Exchange because I work in healthcare, so that one's geared more towards me trying to feature my actual clients talking about healthcare issues. And then I have my personal one called the Joe Limit Experience. So, I mean, hands down, you can tell I, I got pretty much addicted to, like, podcasting. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> I mean, three, man, I was... Three podcasts, man, crazy. I mean, I, I, like, tripled down on it because it was one of those things where once I first got on, and it, it, this is kind of funny, too, last year, if, if you go back to the Joe Limit Experience podcast, I started here... here Right on um, Anchor, actually. And it was one of those things where, like, it, it, the very first episodes were horrible. I mean, I was just just out and I traveled for work. So I was just podcasting as I'm on the go. You know, it's yep. horrible background. I mean, like, none, none of this stuff was right. But, but, <laughs> but it was one of those things that got me exposed into it. And I started to find out that my clients were listening. And I'm like, oh, crap. Okay, they're actually tuning in to what I'm up to. And I don't feel like I was saying much because I was just kind of babbling because I just wanted to kind of get better over the microphone, right? Yeah. And, and and but then over time, I was like, well, you guys want you guys want to join me on the podcast? You guys listen? And they're like, sure, I'll come on and talk about myself. I'm like, yeah, that's I'll literally give you a straight platform to talk about whatever you want to talk about, right? So if you're a business owner, if you're anybody who's selling anything, or if you have any type of ambitions that you want to try to pull off, then. I pretty much use my actual podcast as platforms for other people. And so that right Damn. there has, has allowed me to network like crazy. Like, I feel like I can talk to anybody and get to anybody, too. I mean, now there has to be a reason with it. But but still, it's like um, if somebody's up to anything, if somebody has a book coming out, if somebody has a brand new product that they're launching, service, whatever, then uh, literally having them come on the show, talk about what's going on, and then promote the product for the most part. Damn, man, that is very interesting. Right when you're saying that, when you're describing you starting out early, that's like what I'm doing now. Like I got headphones in, 
Everything's right through the phone. No it's kind good, of special microphone. It's great, though, but I like the idea of bringing a client because I've now kind of started noticing I have a few, you know, clients that I've worked with or, you know, some sure. buddies that have kind of like followed me on social media. Maybe like they might be listening. And that's a very good idea of kind of bringing them on, letting them talk because they can see. Now, do you talk about when you bring in one of your clients, one of your prospects, do you talk about from the other side of sales of how they like to be approached or do you talk about that side of the other side of sales that we don't look for because we're just doing sales? Yeah. Yeah, man. So both, honestly, I mean, it's one of those things where like, um, and I kind of believe in having a platform geared towards like whatever that common theme is that's going to tie you guys into each other. Okay. Um, that's why I kind of have one towards like healthcare because most of my clients work in that actual realm. So I kind of start working in that space. So that way we can talk about issues. Okay. Oh, Joe, you still there? Uh -oh. Then I'll use my oh. other platform called Sales Culture because then I can talk about business and sales. But yeah, I try to kind of glean like how does life look? through their eyes, right? Of course, yep. in sales, like we all have our actual um, goals and like quotas that we want to hit. But, you know, um, just try to sit back and have a, you know, relaxed conversation about, all right, you know, you know, what's your background? What's your hobbies? Uh, what type of things are you doing in business? Whatever they are. And and, and then that way, it's, it's a much more natural flow, right? And yeah. it's really just like any other podcast interview. It's not anything too crazy. And, um, but however, though, I actually got this actual idea from the guys from, uh, Sweetfish Media. They have this podcast called B2B Growth Show. So I have to plug them because this is totally not my thinking. <laughs> oh, yeah, hey, hey, plug away, buddy. Plug away. <laughs> and so they have this thing called content-based networking. And it's just, it's this actual agency that helps people either do video content or podcasts together with their clients. And so that way, it's, it's kind of one of those things where like, you don't have to really target like just your key accounts, but industry leaders or anybody that's in your industry that has something to say speakers are great because they already have a canned speech ready for you right yeah. i mean so i mean so targeting those people having them come on your, having them come on your show now you guys are both on each other's radar and so if anything comes up they can at least plug to the right people um if they're looking for your product or your service down the line you're already top of mind you know and it's really one yeah. of those things where i'm really trying to learn how to get better at trying to nurturing a lot of those conversations but people that Come on, I mean, people that actually come on on my show, I mean, literally, we just stay in contact through Instagram DMs, whatever, you know. So it's it's like now you have relationships. And yeah. and um, I first left Atlanta. Uh, this was I left about uh, almost two years ago now. But I didn't know anybody on the West Coast, and I was like, all right, I gotta meet some new people. And you know, I, I didn't really, you know, I didn't really know how to go about doing it besides the old school ways, yep. uh, just networking events, you know, just mm -hmm. just the basic stuff, right? Yeah. And, I'm in sales, so I'm in the field. I'm meeting people that way, and that works too. That's cool. But I was like, all right, I want to try to really press deeper on like podcasting because in that way I can just naturally meet people of like influence, right? For one, but then two, it's a deeper conversation. It's like yes. now I'm like now I'm like asking little things, like even about you. Like I just found out you have an actual fiance. That's yeah. what's up. You know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, right? You know, you know, I mean, like. You aren't just yeah. like some single dude. You also have kids, right? I mean, I mean, like those little things that that everybody picks up through natural conversations is is like how I think we all can have a much better business relationship. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and it's not so much of of sitting in the office 
talking about it, and then you can feel like it's that, you know, that that kind of the the rapport of how was your weekend? Oh, do you have kids? It's like it, it sounds so kind of robotic. Yeah. Like a, I have to build rapport with this person before I can sell with them. Where you do, but it's like the you're just kind of you know in a meeting. I think we've all done this too. Of it's like you're checking the box. You of know, course. I, I, need to do, I, do <laughs> course. I like that idea with the podcast, though, and, and going there because it, it's more of a, a valid conversation. They're there for a reason because they're pushing their topic. And then one day, you know, you're building trust with them. You're building rapport with them because you're talking to them. You're both are benefiting, benefiting from it. And then they stay in mind because they they must be pleased or, you know, they're on your podcast. and They were pumped for it. And now it's when they have a need. They're going to call you. 100 percent, man. <laughs> It's, you know, that's, that's double dipping at its finest. I mean, I mean, if you take it one step further too, it's like one of the things I think that a lot of us struggle in sales with is like, how do we come up with enough value to even ask for a meeting or ask for that phone conversation or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Like how do we leave with value first, right? Because a lot of times we're coming in and if the marketing isn't killing it online and, you know, dropping a whole bunch of content for us or doing something that's going to bring a whole bunch of value up front, then people people don't want to talk to us, right? It's like, why do I yep. talk to this guy? I know he's going to try to pull you some money out of me or my time away from you, right? Yep. <laughs> you know, so yep. I mean, po podcasting totally can let you be like, okay, don't worry about that. You know, I want you to talk about whatever is important to you first. So it's you first, right? Opposed to let me try to see what I can get first. Yeah. Let me try to get first. I like that idea. That that I think is a very unique approach, and that is what I always kind of say too of of changing the game and trying to adapt. And that's like a new thing, especially where, you know, you can podcast like anyone can podcast too. Hundred percent. That's the best thing too. It's not like it's it's for the Joe Rogans of the world, and like you got to be famous to do a podcast. No. That guy's killing it though. That guy's killing it. <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm out here in L.A., man, and, like, th this guy has that. He has, he, he has the perfect setup. He has a nice studio. I mean, he gets nothing but the top guys. I'm like, he's killing it, man. It's And I, I've always said to you, the best thing about Joe Rogan, I, and I don't listen to him all the time just because I don't have that three hours every day to listen <laughs> right. to him, unfortunately. Right. Right. Know, I wish I did. If I could find three hours, it would be amazing. Um, <laughs> but, like, he, he gets very intelligent people on, but he talks to them like a real person. Like yeah. you listening to them, if you don't know something, you don't feel stupid because you didn't know it. You're just like, oh yeah, I didn't think of that. You know, that's he he just does it right. And I, I mean, that's what I wanted to. You know, it's just two buddies talking. That, that's what we want to listen to. You want to feel like yeah. you're in a conversation. Yeah, man. I mean, I mean, I mean, and you know, I think there's times when people kind of want like a little nugget here and there. But I mean, yes. I, I mean, I mean, I mean, but but honestly, I listen to Gary Vee pretty regularly. And yep. I mean, he says he says the same stuff over and over again, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. but, I mean, but, but it's one of those things where it's like you kind of like to have that type of, you know, form of like audio content just around you once you kind of get into it. So, yeah. Yeah, man. I think yes. a couple of guys are killing it out there in the whole uh, podcasting world. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and talking about Gary Vee, I started listening to him, too. And that's kind of why I started this podcast. Interesting. Of, you know, it, it was I was sitting there and, and there's a longer story, you know, in there of that. I just I had this itch that I, I had to scratch of trying to do something. And yeah. I didn't know what it was. And I felt like I had a lot of these not this knowledge about sales. And I felt like I was trained very well in my previous jobs. And then working in the sports industry, I kind of felt that. At, at some time, some teams would get these new new kids out of college. They mm -hmm. would have them rip through a list, not really train them, and then spit them out when they didn't do well. But they weren't <clears> training them. 
And I, that kind of made me upset because that's how I felt in, in my first sales job, that I was just a body. And so I said, I got all this knowledge. I was helping out people on my team. I was going to some conferences. And I noticed when I sat down, I knew a little bit more than people that have been in the industry a little bit longer than I have. Or for the new reps, they, they were looking at me like I had all the answers. And I said, I don't have all the answers. I just know a couple things that mm-hmm. can change your mind. And, and the Gary V just listened to him is like, go do it. You know, there's always a <laughs> not to do it. Just do it. And there is, though, day, I, I, you know, recorded a podcast, put it out, and I got a decent response out of it from my buddy, you know, from friends and, and some family and then some, you know, some unknowns like yourself who, you know, hit me back. And I said, it was wow, good, this man. Might, this this yeah. might be something. I, I mean, man, I mean, man, you know what? Th- there is something that happens, like, especially after you've been through the ringer. Like, if you can, if you can truly, you know, have that wisdom of like experience, you know what I mean? Like, because it's not book knowledge. Like, I went to school for marketing, I, and it was kind of funny. Even at my school, they had this whole sales program where they taught us, like, you know, spin selling, and, you know, I follow all that stuff, you know, yep. sales challenger. I mean, I'm, I'm, I love all of, all of the different ways to go about trying to create relationships. I'm into it. But it's like, but there's nothing like experience, bro. You know, like, and like people need to know what the real, like the, like the honest, true experiences are like, especially when it comes to business and especially in sales, because I feel like sales guys can, can go from zero to hero immediately. Like they'll let you sell at like 15 years old, (laughs) you know, you know, so it it doesn't matter. Like, you know, like, Oh, can, can you, can you close? Great. Get out there. So you could be the man or you could feel like nothing from day to day. But this, you know, you know, knowing exactly how that feels and what that process looks like, people that have that real life experience, man, they got to talk about it, bro. Absolutely. And I think one of the best things that happened to me is I was I was fired from two jobs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was like my first job. My numbers weren't where they should be. I got fired and I was, and personally, I was very upset and I, and I played the blame game early. Love yeah. it. It wasn't my fault. It was their fault. They didn't train me. It was blah, blah. And then like a couple of years ago, I finally like let go of it and said, no, it was, it was my fault. It was my fault. I didn't do the extra research. I didn't prepare myself, even though they weren't training me, I mm-hmm. wasn't putting myself out there and trying to make myself better. And right when I took it, you know, I, I acknowledged that it was my fault things got a lot easier of just this is me. And I always knew I wanted to go into sales and it was just something that like I acknowledged. But so when you said sales, what, why did you want to go into sales? Cause cause sales can be a dog sometimes. Dude, sales can be, yeah, man. Sales can be a straight dog, dude. Like a rabbit dog. (laughs) A rabbit dog. Like you find yourself in a dark corner alley. You start crying. Like, (laughs) yeah, I mean, I mean, but, I mean, but honestly, um, it's one of those things where I've been in sales for a long time, man. And it's like, like I remember one of the first products that uh, I failed horribly at trying to sell was like these vacuum cleaners that were like 1500 bucks, like back in like, I don't know what, this is like the late nineties. And I was just, I mean, I was garbage at it. Like trying to like do these demos <laughs> in people's house. And so I went from that. <laughs> you were that door to door, door to door vacuum guy. Dude, I was, I mean, like, I think I was still in high school or I was just graduating high school. I mean, I was like right in that, you know, late teen phase. Right. And then, um, Good for you. Oh, no, no, no. It was horrible at the time, but, but, but <laughs> I went from that and, uh, I got this, you know, big old health kick and I started working out hard and all that. And so I got into like gym membership sales and that was part of my first real like sales track. And okay. I remember when I first got started, like I got started like towards the end of the year 
And, um, and like, you know, nobody was coming into the gym. I wasn't making any, any real, you know, closes at all. People were coming just trying to poke around. I was the guy at the front who wanted to kind of give you the tour so you can buy the membership, right? Pretty okay. easy sell. And um, so I was like, shit, I, I got to go out and try to really try to find, like, people to tr- just to try to come in here. I didn't know how to go about doing it. Yeah. January 1 came around. Everybody started coming for, like, New Year's resolutions. I thought I was rich because I was like, oh, I'm the greatest sales guy in the world. <laughs> but yeah. lo and behold, it, it was just the market, right? I mean, everybody, <laughs> every, everybody, buys, a, everybody buys a straight membership January 1. Yep. And so, so come around March, I felt like a straight loser again. <laughs> but hey, you were riding high for those three months, though. Oh, man, man. I'm talking about, I was on the top of the world, bro. I was, you know, I was making about three, four times what any of my friends were making just because it was just busy. That's all. Yeah, I, yep. I, I, I don't think I was that good. <laughs> and, and, and so I was like, all right. I was in school at the time. I was in college. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go get into sales. And that's when I chose marketing. And, and But my very first B2B sales gig, man, I was there for about eight months. And you know, that's that magic mark where they want to let you go. If you're yeah. not producing around, eight, around, around six months in, they're going to start having that conversation. And so I was always like one of those hard workers. I believed in hard work. I'm from Pittsburgh. So like I was like cold calling like crazy. I was selling something. I had no clue what it was. <laughs> like I mean, <laughs> but I was but I was literally jumping on the phone with anybody. Like I was I was pounding out a good 120 about average calls a day. And Damn. um and, and but I wasn't closing anything. I, I wasn't closing the door. I, I didn't do anything. And so I remember that I had a great manager called like Sammy, his name was. And then um, he was, he kind of pulled me aside and he's like, Joe, I love you. Everybody on the team loves you, you know, but, um, <laughs> but man, and we can all see that you're working. Like, there's no question that you're actually trying to do some things here, but you're not, this might not be a good fit for you, man. So <laughs> I'll give yeah. you a couple of months. And like, I, I was, you know, I was, I was, I was devastated, even though I knew I sucked. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Oh, like, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. man, um, just from there, bro, it was just like, I just started piling into like trying to get better at it. Like, and like, what's the real way to kind of go about selling? Like, how do you, you know, truly try to generate business? Because I think that there's a lot of talking heads out there and they'll give you all this, like, you know, all this type of slick type, almost talk almost. And that's not what real life conversations sound like, as you know, you know, it's like, you you can't run up on somebody and say, Hey, pull out your wallet and let me get it. That's that's called yeah. robbery. I mean, you, you're going to go to jail. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah, hey, hey, that's assault, brother. And you're going to it's jail. assault, brother. Yeah. <laughs> what movie was that from? I forgot. I, I have no idea, but I love it. Anytime I can add that in the conversation, I, I try to. So when I saw the opening earlier, I'm going to add that in. <laughs> oh, that's perfect, man. That's assault. <laughs> but I remember. Yeah. I mean, man, so, you know, I mean, that that's like a very long window way to say that. I, I mean, I've been there, too. Like, totally got fired from my first... B to B, you know, sales gig, and, and and then afterwards you just start trying to hack away at what's the right process to actually do this. So yeah, yep, it, it, it's a big trial and area error, and like you said too, it's just experience. It's going in and understanding that you know, yeah, I know my product now, and then I got burned last meeting because I answered it this way, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's not not everything's the same. And you're right with the talking heads; it's just kind of they go back and forth, and this is the slick way to do it. That's not necessarily why it's in the real world. You know, that's not what's making them successful. Or maybe, or what I love the most, is that when you talk to someone who's kind of out of the sales game now, that's why I really want to talk to you, because you're in the sales game. You know, me and you, we're we're in the trenches. We're we're selling to this day. 
And, hey, brother. You know, it's like you, t- you talk to these people that out, like, well, this worked for me 15 years ago. Yeah. It's like, that, that, that doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it's we, we got to outthink everybody. We got to kind of stay on top and change things. And especially where, you know, it all depends on when you're talking to it, what's important to them. You know, and in my world, in the sports world, is it is it branding or more people are now trying to go to fan interaction and they want mm-hmm. to actually get things in hand. They don't want they don't love some do, but not everyone wants to, to see your logo. They actually want to you know see it, smell it, taste it, feel it. So they need something in, in the fans hands. So it's kind of, the, you know, changing your game, keeping that same framework of what I say uh, of how things should flow, but changing the, the inner workings of it to make sure that you're hitting those points for that person you know that's a great point you know going from that way that's what i i truly believe in because you know like i said every cold call has the same framework your goal is to get a meeting with them i don't care what size business it is who you're talking to your goal is to sit down 100 percent. yeah yeah man and you know um i'll just kind of add to that too because it's one of those things at least from my standpoint is that i'm always trying to figure out how i can like, um, how can this give and give and give, right? Because for me, like a lot of times my sales, they can be six months, pro- you know, like this three to six months is like the normal sales process. But yep. I might've started that relationship two years ago, you know, like, yes. I mean, like, so it's one of those things where like, we might have gotten on each other's radar two years ago through Instagram or whatever. And then we eventually says, you know what? I might be interested in that product you have. And then I'll start the actual sales process. So, yep. so a lot of times for me is trying to figure out how I can give a lot up front and then nurture it. You know, like yes. one, one of the biggest things that I'm trying to work at these days, and there's a lot of different, um, like these different types of services out there that will help try to curate what that person likes. Like one is called Alice.com. It's really cool. Like they'll actually okay. look at all their actual feeds and they'll figure out, okay, this person's like a Lakers fan. So he might like blank, you know, oh. like, so yeah, yeah, man. I, I mean, so trying to figure out little hacky ways to try to nurture away at it. And what's interesting these days is that people don't really find it that, like, intrusive. I think a lot of people are really starting to understand that if you put it online, it's for everybody. And so yep. and so it just seems like you're actually doing your homework and you actually give a shit, you know? And so, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, man, I mean, like, that's my actual, like, kind of place right now. I was trying to figure out, okay, how can I give all this value up front? I got that from Gary Vee, too. Just to yep. where it's like, you know, it's just stupid for us not to do something eventually. You know, it's like it's like eventually you're like, yeah, Joe's been cool for the past two years. Now, I understand for guys that are like in the trenches day to day and you have quotas to meet every month, um, you know, because I got quotas too to meet. Right. Like you can't play around with that. And so it's like a nice mix of doing that as well as just having a pipeline that is ridiculous. Like, yes. One of these guys who I really like to follow is called Jeb Blunt. Are you familiar with him? I'm not. Man, he's he's a really good dude to actually follow called. Um. He has, a, he has a podcast called like Sales Gravy. And but anyway, he, he actually writes these books about sales. And um uh, one of them is all around all these different ways to prospect. And and like hands down, like every time that I've panicked about not making my number was totally because I didn't have enough people in my pipeline. So yep. like, I mean, I think I gotta just quadruple and you know, as many times X possible, whatever I think that I need in my pipeline to kind of hit quota and at least double it, if not, you know, have quadruple those amount of contacts in there. Not saying everybody's going to pan out to actually be a deal or even kind of work out to be something, but leave no uh, rock 
unturned anyway, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. That's the one thing. That's the one thing. And I'm so happy to say about, you know, your sales process from three to six months, but you might have started that client two, two years ago. Yeah. I mean, that's something that I absolutely truly believe in of just it takes time because when you got to build up trust, maybe it's something that's out of their hands. Maybe they're under contract already. And right. you just want to keep nurturing and stay in front. You want to be on that, like, you want to be that burner on their, on their stove. They say, you know, you don't use it all the time, but it's there. You know, you just, <laughs> just keep looking at you, keep looking at you. And, you know, that's what I believe, just being persistent and keep calling them and, and emailing them and, and bringing value to each email or each phone call you make to them. So it's not necessarily just the, you're not annoying them. If you're calling for a reason, then it's, you're not calling them to try to sell them. You're calling them for a different reason. You're bringing value. And then it's like, yep, okay, perfect. You know, yeah, I'll, I'll keep you in mind. And then when it does come to my time to buy, I'm going to take a look at you because you've been staying relevant. You can bring value each time we talk. And, you know, you haven't been annoying me. And it's just, you've been there in my hip pocket. So 100%, yeah, I'll take a look at what you got. It's yeah. when someone tell someone told me this, um, and I think my, and I tried to act, I'm not a very good actor, but I think my jaw was about to hit the floor and I was like, don't, don't show that emotion yet. Like you're going to yell at them. Like, don't do it. When they're like, yeah, I reached out to this, this company last week. Um, and I called them on Monday and I emailed them on Wednesday and I haven't heard back. So I'm not going to call them again. And I was like, uh, 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 a week and a half. You gave them, a, you gave them a week and a half yeah. and they haven't called you back. And so you're not going to call them again. Like, mm-hmm. You should leave right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, it, it's. I got client. I have uh, prospects that I hope to be clients. And you're right. Not everyone turns into a client. But I have prospects that I've been working on for five years that they know they get a call from me every off season, or they get an email from me every six months. It, they just know it, and like we've laughed about it before. Nope, still not a good fit. Okay, great. I'll call you in six months. Hang up. Like, it just you always got to stay relevant and always reach if you feel like they're they could do something with you and especially if you think they're a white whale like if they're your white whale you need to call them all the time like not all the time but you never let them go you're always fishing for them it's just it's crazy so uh, let me ask ask this who is tell me a good story a sales story of that maybe you, you you thought outside the box and, you know, you didn't have to sell it because, you know, like my thing with the, you know, calling that, that company in Germany, which I thought was amazing. It, yeah. It's Tell me a story that you kind of thought outside the box, you worked hard for it, and it, it paid off for you, or you found it successful what you did. Sure. I mean, man, you know, so, you know, it's kind of being it's kind of funny in sales. You, you have a lot of those opportunities for the ones that are good, you know, because the ones that are like hard to get to. The people that, you know, don't pick up the phone for anybody or the people that don't answer the door or however you try to reach out to them, those are some of the best, like the best opportunities that to go for. Anytime I have a trouble trying to find someone's email address or, or you know, just trying to, you know, pinpoint who the person is, I'm like, that's the account I need to really figure out what's going on with because mm-hmm. that means other people are also struggling with it. So um, <laughs> one of my main uh, uh, people that we actually sell to are like actual sports teams as well. So uh, a couple of our clients are like that. Yep. Lakers, awesome. Pittsburgh Steelers, and you know we have a long list of people that we're working with, right? And so one of the things that I thought was really great uh, about podcasts, I'm, I'm going to take it back to this angle because I think it's valuable. Um, yep. I went to this conference called DigiMarkon, right? 
Okay. And and literally, I got around, uh, and like I went there just to go volunteer last year. Like I was like, I don't know anybody in LA yet. I'm still meeting people through podcasting, or whatever. And so there was this conference happening downtown, and I was like, all right, I'm just gonna go there to see if I can volunteer, be like a fly on the wall, pass out badges, whatever. I didn't know what they were having me doing. And yeah. so I went there. Literally, and I was like, look, I got a podcast, too, about business. Do you mind if I just kind of try to set up shop? You know what I mean? And then I can interview people once they're interested. They were like, of course, I don't care. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm like, great. <laughs> and so I interviewed all the actual, um, well, not all of them, but I would say about out of the top 10 speakers, I got about six of them. Wow. And so, yeah, man. And so, but what happened is what was like even better, right? So a couple of the guys that I interviewed also were affiliated with these other sports teams. One was the actual Phoenix Suns. And so it was literally through podcasting, guesting at this marketing conference that had nothing to do with the actual industry I'm in. I'm just into marketing, right? And so yeah. he linked me up with the guys from the Suns. Long story short, you know, about six months later, had an actual demo presentation, blah, 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 led to a sale. Yeah. Right. Yeah, man. And I mean, so like you just never know where it's gonna yeah. come from. Like I've done other things too. I mean, I'll give you a couple of failures here just to kind of get spicy with it. Yeah, I like it. I like it. <laughs> and so I was I was selling this like, well, one of my second B2B jobs, I was doing outside sales because I was like, all right, I suck inside sales trying to make all these cold calls. <laughs> Let me go outside because I'm a people guy. I'm, I'm getting yeah. fun. It's good. People going to love me. It'd be great. And honestly, it definitely was better for me. I mean, I actually did a lot much better doing outside sales. But um, one of the things that was interesting is that I was having struggling just trying to get into this one account. They had, you know, guards everywhere. I mean, it was like, <laughs> it was one of those classic sales stories where they tell you, you know, don't pass out any flyers in front, checking in at the front desk, highly secure. And so I'm like pulling up to the parking lot because I called them, I emailed them. Of course, nobody picked up. Yeah. Um, and then it was like, I was like, I'm, I'm going to go during lunch break because it's probably busy during lunch break. Probably black people kind of come in and out, pull up during lunch break and literally hopped out the car. And I was like, I'm looking for this guy, the person I was trying to sell to. And they were like, yeah, he's right over there. They pointed to him. Stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No way. Yeah, man. And so, I mean, literally gave him my business card. Didn't pitch him right then, of course. I mean, I didn't throw up on him. But I was like, look, love to talk. I'm trying to get through. He was like, oh, okay. All right, cool. Uh, linked up, had a meeting, didn't buy. But I'm, I'm just saying that, you know, using those out-the-box tactics, I think, is the only thing that we got left in sales. Because yep. if, you, if you go the main route, it's just like – I. It's just so easy just trying to get mixed in with everybody else. You yeah. know, like that's why I think what you're doing with like podcasting right now is 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 perfect for you, man. I would definitely wanna, you know, you know, do anything I can to kind of help back you with that. And I just think that anybody in sales should be looking at doing something that's creative. Um, yep. you know, whether that's uh Instagram pictures, whatever your actual mainstream is, tap into it because I think we got all, I mean, everybody has to find their actual lane. You do, man. You hit that nail on the nail on the head I, I love that story though you didn't sell but to, to yeah. have that and like you're just there for lunch and it's like oh yeah but you want to talk to that dude you're like oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh -huh. i mean i mean man he he turned straight white too man he was like yeah. oh man he was like what <laughs> he's like who are you i mean who are you like why are you walking up and be like i just want to get a meeting man that's gotta be uh you know and, and, and i'll let you go here soon but what the my favorite thing about sales too is that especially where when they pointed them out to you did you get like, oh my God, this is working? Like, did you have that like, oh no, I'm gonna actually talk to this dude? <laughs> I mean, I mean, man, you know, I totally didn't 
think that was going to happen, honestly. I mean, I mean, I mean, best case, I was thinking, oh, I'll probably be able to drop my business card at the front or something. You know, like I wasn't yep. anything. So you automatically go to, oh, I'm killing it. You know, because, <laughs> because your confidence goes from zero to hero. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I'm about, to go, I'm about to do this. But, you know, as I've been in the game a little bit longer, like it's just the process that you guys just tap into. And it's just putting like each, you know, hitting hitting each step every time. And so, yeah, now I don't get excited about anything until we're like, <laughs> you know, checks cleared, you know, I got my paycheck on the back end. So like, I mean, yeah. I was literally just kind of walking through, you know, walking things through yeah. just for the sake of, is this a good fit for you? Are you sure you want to do this? Like I, I, I'm asking those type of questions now. Yes. Oh for, yeah, find out. I'm, That's great. It, That's great. Yeah, job. man. That's great. I had something similar of uh, I was calling this um, this car company and I was like, there's no way I'm going to get through like no way. So so I'll prep myself for like, get ready for a voicemail, like get ready for it. Like you're going to leave the killer one, Justin, like, let's go. <laughs> he picks up. Hello, this is so. And I was like, what? Hmm? Like, well, you picked up. <laughs> and, like, nice. and then like I was stumbling on my word. Like, I was, oh, I was not prepared for like. I was ready for a voice. Like, you're a national car guy. I'm like, nope. I was like, oh, what's up, man? Nothing came of it. But I, I, ever since then, I was like, just kind of be prepared in case yeah. they pick up. Like, get ready. Ha- have your two kind of, you know, frameworks in your head to knock it out. But, yeah. Absolutely. Man. Yeah. Always got to stay ready. And, you know, like, don't ever try to get too high or low, like, in sales. Is my whole thing, too, that I'm kind of learning along the way is that, you know, like, because you're going to have those great days, but don't let them get too high and don't let the lows get too low, you know? Hey, that that is some that's some great advice. That is great advice of just kind of stay level field, you know, live the highs, live the lows, but just you know, live them. Don't don't go. <laughs> yeah, A- absolutely. Well, Joe, man, I I from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate you taking the time, man. This is you know about almost forty minutes. I feel like we just said hello on the phone. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah. this has been fun, man. I, I really appreciate it. Hey, man, look, man, I'm down to do this whenever, anytime. I mean, because honestly, I love chopping up with you and like just like salespeople in like general. I think this is something that like, you know, you know, it's just cool to have other salespeople just talking because we're all going through different things, trying different things out. And it's always cool just trying to see what's working for other people. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Well, hey, man, keep in touch for for the 14 listeners that I have, the 15 with my stepfather. Nice. um, (laughs) Subscribe to all three of your podcasts. Give them a plug one more time. Sure, man. So, uh, so I got three of them. Um, you could the best way to find me is at Joe Alex Lemon on Instagram or Sales underscore Culture. Those are my two Instagram handles. But I got three podcasts: the Real Value Exchange Podcast, Joe Lemon Experience Podcast, and Sales Culture Podcast. Search them anywhere iTunes. It's probably the best way. But SoundCloud, wherever you like to actually listen to them, please. I would love to get your feedback on it. So appreciate this opportunity, Justin. I love it, man. I love it, man, Joe. We'll talk soon. I appreciate it. Uh, let's go. Let's have every listener go sell something. Make next week or whatever you listen to this the best week they can make. That's it. That's all we want, man. Like, Hell yeah. Push out positivity. There's enough for all of us to eat at the table. You know, we're, we're not competing. Let's let's all, you know, get some sales. That's it. Love it, brother. Love it, man. Brother Joe, I appreciate Well, folks, there you have it. The Joe Lemon interview is over. 
First off, let me say, Joe, thank you so much for being on. I thought it was great. I had a ton of fun recording it. I hope you did too. We had some laughs, jokes. Uh, I feel like we share some of the same wavelengths uh, when it comes to sales that we're like old school, but also trying to improve ourselves and have a great outlook. So everyone listening, I hope you were able to take something out of this. Hopefully you were able to grab something from what Joe said, maybe one of the stories he talked about and using technology um, to really motivate you, implement that into your sales game and hopefully it's going to help you bring in some more accounts. Because like I always say, there's enough for us to eat. I want everyone to eat. Let's just go out and do the best jobs we can, just become all alphas. So if you like what you're listening to, like, subscribe, comment, wherever you listen to this podcast. Follow me on social media, at Sports Sales Coffee, on Instagram, at Sports Sales Coffee, on Facebook, and then at SSC underscore podcast on Twitter. Make sure to go follow Joe at sales culture i'm going to link it in the bio um and just listen to him he's great and we're gonna have him back hopefully next time hopefully he had enough fun that he wants to come back um then we'll kind of go from there all right so hey do the best you can make this the best week ever uh slide in my dms let me know i don't know what else i'm just rambling but this has been a long one so hey i'll catch you on the next time i'll catch you on the next time that doesn't make any sense i'll catch you next time go sell something peace